since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. That's all you got is your hope. I hope that we can fix this later. We could technically do this whole show without you ever speaking. Hey Ben, we're being political. (laughs) (laughs) We did it! Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode, we're going down to Springfield, stopping in for a drink down at Moe's Tavern, maybe even popping into the Quickie Mart to get a swishy and a hot dog, and then straight down to Evergreen Terrace because we're going to do the Wikipedia page for The Simpsons. <laughs> Yeah, you know all the lyrics. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I like that. We melded together then, I feel. <laughs> That's actually one of the few things that I can play on a piano too. Oh, really? The Simpsons theme. Oh. That and the Mission Impossible theme. I can do the chopsticks. Yeah, I can do that too. Oh, three things. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I think hot cross buns, because isn't that simple as well? I only learned that on the recorder. Same deal. It's probably the same, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> I'd figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't take long. So we are doing the Wikipedia page for The Simpsons. And this is a show that Garth and I have literally just found out about. Yeah, this is some obscure anime. Is it only released in South Korea? I'm not sure. I think it only just got a release in Australia recently. So, and there's like 30 seasons of it. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, that's great for if you want to like just binge watch something you've never seen before. Actually, 29 it says here. I was off by one. That's crazy. But yeah, so this is something new and fun and exciting. We are a hipster at heart podcast. We try to tell you guys about the cutting edge stuff like the simpsons or will smith how many episodes do you reckon they've done uh 30 times uh, i'd say 15 episodes a season so they do like 22 episodes a season but then they have like the earlier seasons only had like 13 or something so it average out to about 15 so whatever that adds up to (laughs) i give you the blocks you do the maths well it says here 639 oh that's a spicy meatball (laughs) and they have a list of the episodes we could go through and pick our favorite episode do you have a favorite episode of 
The Simpsons? It's so not fair to pick a favourite episode because that's the sort of thing where you go, this is my favourite episode. Then another one comes on and you go, no, 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 this one. There are so many good ones for so many different reasons. I don't know. What if I capped it? Because you wouldn't go on the later seasons. When did you stop watching The Simpsons? Around 20 something. 20? You stayed in until 20 something. Hell yeah. If I had access to them, I'd still watch them. I just don't know where to find new Simpsons episodes. Are they on TV? Is Um, TV still a thing? (laughs) There are some places you can find them online, but they're not technically legal. Ah, okay. That's fair enough. I don't know. I don't (laughs) want to go there. I try to avoid any piracy, not because I have any moral objection, just because I know somehow my credit card details would end up in Hong Kong. (laughs) Yeah, you're not good with technology at all. No, I don't even have a credit card. Somehow I'd owe money. Well, are you one of those people who think that the earlier seasons are the better Simpsons and these days it's just not as good as it used to be? This is where, unlike everyone else and unlike everything else I've ever said about anything, I differ. No, in fact, the first season, while it has charm and character, once you get around 13, that's pretty good. And I think, honestly, and this might just be because I grew up with The Simpsons, so they can do no wrong in my book, every episode has value. There's not a bad episode. There are better episodes and there are people's personal favourites. I watched that first season to death. When you're a kid, they were on after school. I just repeated. It was six o'clock every day, Channel 10. Like when Bart had the army and they threw the water balloons. I saw that so much. How many freaking times would you have seen that? And like now I look back and I go, the animation's crappier and you sort of go, oh, the character has developed. Oh, it's not as good an episode. But then you start watching and you go, this has some value. I was a smart little six-year-old. You know that? (laughs) I think they had more of a traditional story structure back then. These days they go a bit more random. There's so many characters. They've done so much with new characters that they don't even need the Simpsons in the episode anymore. (laughs) In fact, uh, there was a point in time where as a writing group, they got together and decide they had to make a rule. We're going to stop doing Burns episodes. Because Mr. Burns is the funnest character on there. I think without a doubt, you have to agree that guy, he's this evil guy. You don't know how old he is. It's so easy. He can do anything. (laughs) And he's a millionaire or billionaire. He's been involved in everything in history because his age is kind of ambiguous. He can afford anything because of his money. He doesn't care about human life at all. How can you not have a fun episode with that? That's what they should have started with. Just him and Smithers. (laughs) Oh, Smithers. If I didn't call you into the cops that night, I saw you in that bathroom in the truck stop. I'm not going to do it now. (laughs) Well, you said that there's not a bad episode at The Simpsons. I dare you. (laughs) What about the infamous Principal and the Pauper, where Principal Skinner is not the real Principal Skinner? That was an awesome episode! Really? I quote that constantly. What's a quote from that episode? This is Armin's apartment, Armin's mattress, Armin's frozen peas, Armin's copy of Swank. Can I see your copy of Swank, Armin? Yes, you can. <laughs> there are six, <coughs> count them, six live nude girls. They're not even wearing a smile. Nod suggestively. <laughs> I was sent before a judge and told I could either apologize, join the army, or go to jail. Had I known there was a war on at the time, I probably would have apologized. <laughs> you can't fuck with it, man. The Simpsons, every episode is a great episode. You do defend it well, I'll give you that. <laughs> that was some rapid fire comeback, wasn't it? <laughs> was. We're finally hitting something that we can like confidently quote without any reference material. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly believe that the way that they write it, because they do have the best writing team ever, Mm. and it's not that they have like one really good writer or anything, it's that the best writers in the business are on The Simpsons. So as a result, every line said in The Simpsons 
is technically quotable. There's very few non-rich lines. I believe everything in life can be brought back to a Simpsons episode and not just because they've done so much that everything has we, been done on it. We have those books out, Philosophy Through the Simpsons, where they use the Simpsons episodes to describe philosophy. Oh, that's good. I like the sound of that. I think they've done it with South Park and stuff like that. That's a bit more obscure, though. <laughs> I did do the South Park one and I was a little disappointed with they usually just set up normal things in philosophy, but use South Park characters instead of normal people. So it's not and even- it's just like, it's not, you're not even talking about episodes. Well, I thought it was going to do like deep cuts and go into depth on the episodes and tell me things I hadn't spotted before. And it's like, no. So they really just did philosophy using South Park characters. Yes. So it might be the same with the Simpsons one. Which I've read a book, um, Taoism. It's called <clears throat> The Tao of Pooh. It's about Winnie the Pooh. Describing Taoism through Winnie the Pooh and how each character in Winnie the Pooh describes the different problems with humanity and how... Winnie so is the- it called Taoism of Pooh? The book's called The Tao of Pooh. The Tao of Pooh. Yes. See, that's a very misleading title. You would have bought it, but not for the reason that it's <laughs> got there. It's like, I don't know what a Tao is, but I know what Pooh is. <laughs> well, a whole towel full, huh? It's <laughs> <laughs> on Pooh on the towel? <laughs> Ooh, that's gross, man. Don't wipe your hair with that. So yeah, then you open it up and it's about Winnie the Pooh and all the characters. And Chinese philosophy. Like, do you know about Taoism? Not really. It's poor man's Confucianism. Do you know about Confucius? I know he Confucius me. <laughs> well, he says wise things like, Confucius say, man who go to sleep with itchy bum. Wake up with smelly finger. See, I always thought Confucius was a joke. Like, was that guy real? Because y- yes, Ben, he was so. Fr- <laughs> he didn't say stupid shit like that. No, though. he didn't. That's just. <laughs> Alright, Confucius was like the philosopher to the emperor in China. So he was like head smart guy. Like he'd think of cool stuff. I don't know if he said that if the tree falls in the forest thing, but he said stuff like that. Okay. Like he'd come up with clever little situations. One hand clapping. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Once again, I don't know if that's him. But things like Like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, Stupid things where like, if a man is doing this, then what about this? Oh, that's really clever. In other words, he thought up clever philosophy stuff to entertain a really, really rich, powerful guy. Those things things sound clever but they're really dumb when you try and put them into practice yeah perfect thing for royalty and so after Confucius there was <coughs> Confucianism which basically everyone else who wanted the same job as Confucius all got together and went let's do this and Taoism was for the petty farmer who was never going to be in the royal court and it's really good for teaching you to like relax and just enjoy life but it's also kind of bias in like we're not like rich and famous but we're like smart like what the nerds tell themselves when they look at the popular kids exactly one day I'm going to be your boss no, one day you're going to be managed by that football jock because you're going to get an engineering degree and he's going to get a management degree and he's still <laughs> going to give you noogies. <laughs> you're going to have to answer to him even though he doesn't understand your job. That's right. You're going to have to make him look good while he puts you down. Otherwise, you're fired. Did you ever play Simpson Doom? No. You know I the... love everything about that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Back in like the old ancient days of, I want to say like 93. Like when Doom was a thing. Yeah, when Doom was a thing. For those who don't know what Doom is, first of all, fuck you. (laughs) You're too young or too female or too cool and popular. It was basically the second first person shooter after Wolfenstein. Yes. And you went around and fought monsters. It looks tacky now. Look it up on YouTube. It's all over there. But you could have a skin that went over it that made you Homer and all the monsters were replaced with Simpson characters. That is so cool. So you could fight like Barney and Apu and (gasps) Ned Flanders and stuff like that. You could kill stupid Flanders? Yeah. Yes. When did 
that come out though? Was that like when it first came out? Or is that like something that just came out relatively recently when someone went, you know, it'd be like really kitsch? No, back in 93 we were playing. It was the first mod or sort of- Whoa! And yeah, it was really good. Instead of getting health, you get donuts and collect cholesterol. Lots of nice little touches like that. Woohoo! <laughs> See, that's why mods are so successful because the first one was such a great idea. And ever since then, people are like, let's mod stuff. Yeah! Well, they could take any game you have and turn it Simpsons. It's true. It really is. Imagine Mario. Yeah, you could be Homer or Bart. I think Bart would make a better Mario. Which, okay. Would Lisa be Luigi? Lee Luigi? Yeah, Lee Luigi. Or Luigi. I think that Homer would be Bowser. Yes, Marge would have to be Princess Peach. Yeah, that's some weird Oedipus shit there. That is, but hey, like, he's just trying to get his mum. That's okay. You rescue your mum. And Santa's, Santa's little helper is Yoshi. Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> This thing writes itself. We still left out Maggie. Maggie, who the hell's left? That toadstool? Yeah, she could be toad. <laughs> and no one cares about the cat. Snowball 2, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Have they ever covered what happened to Snowball 1? It died, and it was actually white. Have they showed it in flashbacks or anything? Yes. Is that in the later seasons? In the mid, I believe. Remember Lisa did have the episode where she kept getting new cats? Yeah, but then she ended up naming the last one Snowball 2 to avoid confusion. And then Principal Skinner comes by and goes, that's awful convenient. Like, oh, hey, Armand Tanz. Zarian. Carry on. <laughs> See? Genius. And that joke would not be possible if it weren't for that episode. That's right. You're just proving my point now. Did that episode really get a whole bunch of criticism or something? Yeah. It's one of the most hated episodes. Really? It's seen as like a really lame plot line. I thought it was genius. And even the part where they just write it off by going like, oh, we'll just pretend like none of this ever happened. That's what was great about it. It's a nod to the audience of like, yeah, everything goes back to normal. So don't worry about it. But you can bring this up in a later episode as a funny thing. Well, it is a reset show. Every episode starts like none of the other episodes have existed. There's that weird, this sort of stuck in time. But yeah, there are nods to previous episodes though. Mm, and things do build because The Simpsons have been going for so long. They have done, as far as I can tell, the longest callback that ever happened in history. One of the first season episodes when Homer falls down the cliff over and over, yeah. rated as one of the greatest episodes of all time because the guy continually got hurt. Genius. But you know how he gets lifted into the ambulance, the ambulance runs straight into a tree? In The Simpsons movie... When he jumps the gorge on the motorbike, he lands on the other side and there's a broken down smash into a tree ambulance. That's like over a decade callback. That is a good callback. Name one other show or thing that can do that. You know one episode I reckon they call back to more than any other, and probably because it's so simple to do so? The Mr. Sparkle episode. Ah, yes. Hey, Mr. Sparkle. The amount of episodes I've seen, like, a box of Mr. Sparkle in the background somewhere. Mm. And they actually included it on the opening <clears throat> credits. Now she buys it. Which it would be a simple reference to make if just show that box, because they've established that that exists. See, I wonder if they would ever team up with a washing powder company and make Mr. Sparkle. They have made Duff Beer. I know someone made a flaming mo too, but it was an energy drink. Yeah, that, that's stupid. Yeah, if you mix <coughs> all those alcohols together with cough syrup, it doesn't taste very good. <laughs> We've if, tried it. It doesn't work. And if you set a drink on fire, it tends to counterbalance the alcohol content. Oh my God, do you want a good viral video? We actually make a flaming mo and try and drink it. Bring it. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll have someone on standby who can call an ambulance. <laughs> 
It's just alcohol. It'll be fine. I mean, I've drunk cough syrup to get high. Mm. I mean, for my cold. We can't get crusty brand cough syrup, though. That might be the problem. They do tell you in the episode how to make it, don't they? They basically just put a whole bunch of crap together. Yeah, Google <laughs> this. Uh, watch this come up. How to make a flaming mo. I like that flamethrower flaming arrow comes up first. Pour all ingredients except the cough syrup in a highball glass. Stir. Float the cough syrup or rum on the top. Ignite with a match and extinguish before drinking. Extinguish but- before drinking drinking. Why would I want to do that? Hey, you know how you said, like, do a viral video where we make it? It's been done, Ben. It has. I'm guessing more than once. Uh, someone beat me to the idea again. But you thought of it first. <laughs> it doesn't tell you how to actually make it, though. Well, because they don't say which alcohols, so just put a bunch of crap in a glass. One hey. ounce brandy, one ounce peppermint schnapps, one ounce slow gin. Slow gin. Slow gin. That sounds like a Tekken character. <laughs> slow gin. Slow gin. He was quickly replaced by fast gin. <laughs> then an ounce of blackberry liqueur, one ounce strawberry juice. Okay. And cough syrup or high proof rum. Which no. You gotta make it with a cough syrup. It's cough syrup. You gotta stay true. That's right. You people have lost your way. See, if they do it with the rum, then we might be the first to do it with the cough syrup. All right, let's try that. We just got to find a cough syrup that has some form of clown on the bottle. Clowns used to be really popular for kid stuff. Now mm. they're just scary as hell. And I don't think anyone puts clowns on anything that they want a kid to buy. Well, you had that thing that was going viral a while ago where people would dress up as clowns and mess with people. Like scary clowns. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see those videos? I'm aware of them. They were preceded by videos that had clowns getting beaten up. <laughs> Yeah, the clown, he kicked people in the nuts. That guy, that's all I wanted to see. Because he kicks on the nuts. They go, what the hell? And then he point at the camera and they go, oh, you got me. No, you kick me in the nuts, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> that's all I wanted. And you know what? I think beating up clowns is possibly one of the funniest ideas I've ever heard. <laughs> I scared you because I'm a scary clown. Oh, that's not funny. What happens next when the father sees you? That's going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying this earlier, that the Simpson characters are like the aristocrat joke. Yeah. Yes. They basically took the most basic formulaic idea for a family. 2.3 kids, parents, dog, cat. If you don't know the aristocrats joke, no, I won't tell it. You look it up. Basically, the premise of the aristocrats joke is you have a family like the Simpsons, for example. They go into a talent agent saying that they've got a talent. Then essentially, they do a bunch of crude and incestuous stuff. Try and be as offensive as possible is the aim. And you can take it any way that you want, so long as you get to the punch line where the agent's like this is fantastic what do you call yourself and they go the aristocrats and that's the joke and the more disgusting you can be in your build-up the better it is the real point of the joke is it's a comedian's joke in that you've figured out a way to spend as long as humanly possible to say the most disgusting things you can think of to a person the punchline's irrelevant. The setup's irrelevant. It's like, just listen to my joke. This wonderful, honest family. And then you can slam any race you want. <laughs> you can put down people. You can incest, violence. Think of the worst things you can think of. They belong in the joke. That's the whole point. What I've always thought about the aristocrats joke is in music, you can have a song that many different artists can sing. Yes. And you can hear the different versions sung by the different artists and they'll put their own little spin on it. And even though it's the same song, song it will sound different by each person but comedians don't really have that you can't get up on stage and just all tell the same joke and see what each comedian
comedian does with it because that just wouldn't work. But the aristocrats joke gives you that where you get to see the exact same joke. The only difference is the comedian that's telling it. It allows comedians to take that same premise and you can see what each different comedian does with that same premise. The fact that it's not funny actually works because that way the first person who tells it doesn't have the advantage. <laughs> yes. It's equally as unfunny for everyone. It's how do you approach offending people? I've given you the allowance to be, in fact, the challenge to be as offensive as possible in your style. And so you see like more PG comedians, they are a little nicer about it, but it's still like horrifying. And then you get to the people who are just like, that's what they do. They offend people and they feel like they've got something to defend when they do it. So that just goes all out, like more so like they're defending their title. Have you ever wanted to do a version of the aristocrats joke? Not on stage. Let me tell you, I saw the aristocrats in the movie theater. Like I actually had to go to the, the, the independent Are cinema. the cat movie now? No, not the aristocrats, oh. the aristocat. Aristocat. Oh, yeah, I get you. No, not aristocats, aristocrats. Yeah, we're not talking about cats. <laughs> yeah, no, the aristocrats. I saw the movie, the aristocrats, which they made a movie about this joke. That's how good it is. I saw that movie at some independent theater because it wasn't mainstream. I walked out of there telling my joke and my girlfriend <laughs> at the time. So she came along with me because she knows I'm a comedian. This is a comedian thing. We're going to watch the comedian thing. And we sit there and spend an hour and a half watching each comedian say the most horrible things they can think of. And as we're walking out, I'm like, so a guy walks into a tent. She's like, please stop. I just had to listen to that. I don't need more. I'm done. Oh, but, but, but. <laughs> <coughs> So yes, I have my version. But yeah, so The Simpsons, that's why it's the same. Because it's the same plot. You'll see Family Guy. Remember the dinosaurs? Yes. And there were real people in suits. 2.3 kids. Brother, daughter. Baby. Baby. Yeah, not the mama. Not Yeah, not the mama. Yeah. <laughs> bash the dad over the head with a fry pan. Why didn't that show run forever? <laughs> Because they tried to make it too after school special. They did a whole don't do drugs episode because he ate these little spiky hairball things and they were like steroids. So he threw spikes <laughs> and then he got really aggressive and the girl didn't like that. And then after the episode, they did that like, you know, in TV shows where the kids like, hi kids, we had a lot of fun tonight. But just remember, stay in school and don't do drugs. He actually did that in the dinosaur costume. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna do your PSA bit. Roseanne, very similar thread, except two daughters. So it's a basic classic family setup and it was crazy. Created because Matt Groening, when he had to come up with an idea, he came up with it like 10 minutes. They're named after his parents. Originally, Bart's name was meant to be Matt, but then he thought they might see through that a bit much. So he's like, Bart, because it sounded like Brat. <laughs> Which is clever. And yes, we have to pay tribute to where it began. The Tracy Ullman Show. Never seen it. Oh my God. I've seen the cartoons of The Simpsons that were on there, but I have not seen the Tracy Ullman Show. I <laughs> will forever have respect for Tracy Ullman. She is an amazing performer who started The Simpsons and I think because of The Simpsons she will forever be amazing. She does like five different characters and they all have this really stereotypical over the top sound like she does a Jew and a Russian and a Chinese person and she's English and white. But that wouldn't fly these days. And yeah. I bet all the jokes are dated. Oh yeah, classic 80s humour. You know come inside! What are you doing? <laughs> they do have a lot of characters on here. It's the first thing they come up on. Oh gosh. List of Simpsons and characters. Which no show has as many characters as The Simpsons. Homer Simpson, husband of Marge, father of Bart, Lisa and Maggie. It's all you need to know. If you didn't know that already, we can't help you. <laughs>
So they have the main family, Akura. Akura, ah, uh, the uh, sushi guy. Poison and the karate poison. teacher. Is he the... Yeah, he is, isn't he? It's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Japanese. I did love that when he answers the phone. Hi, 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 bye. <laughs> Genius. Because hi means yes. <laughs> Ms. Albright, the Sunday school teacher. Forever tortured. Well, that's the weird thing with doing these in alphabetical order. <laughs> it's a bit off, isn't it? The ventriloquist goes to heaven, the dummy doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my favourite thing about The Simpsons too. The genius to their writing is being able to say something that lets you know how they got to the moment where they said that. <laughs> just by saying that you know that this woman is just in pain because she's just spent a long time explaining how heaven works to these kids and they're just throwing <laughs> stupid crap at her. So a ventriloquist goes to heaven, right? Can his dummy go with him? Like the dummy gets into heaven, right? No, <laughs> it's not alive. There are so many Simpsons moments which are just perfect like that. One I love to say all the time. So I said, listen, pal, your car was turned over when we got here. And as for your grandma, she shouldn't have mouthed off like that. Because <laughs> that tells you an entire scene that just happened. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes in The Simpsons is when Homer's giving Bart advice of never try it anything, no matter how good you are. There's always a million people who are a billion times better at it than you are. <laughs> and that's true in life. No matter how good you feel at something, as soon as you see someone else do it, you're like, oh, I'm no good. But the thing that you need to understand is you don't want to be the best at something. If you see those people, because when you see the guy who is the best at anything, his life sucks because that's all he does. That's all he has. He has no life that you have to be borderline nuts to be the best at something did you know the depressing thing is you think of everything in your life that you're average at that means that there are three and a half billion people who are as good or better than you at that i like to think it just means there's like one person way better than me i'm like second <laughs> everyone else is like a close third it does depend how you figure out the average what well, that's a george carlin quote life's scary i mean think about how smart the average person is then realize that half the people are stupider than that. <laughs> Aristotle Amistophilus. Amistophilus. He's that, uh, yeah, the Shelbyville nuclear plant guy. Kisses them, rings on the fingers. Very Greek. Yeah, it was in the Puller Homer episode. Would you care to bet a million dollars? Oh, a million dollars doesn't interest you? Oh, did you say a million? My mind was elsewhere. I thought, <laughs> you know, we'd start at a low figure, bait each other for a while, and, well, you know how these things go. Yes, a million will be fine. We're going to have to be very careful, because I will quote everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that to you people, but I can't help it. We won't get past A. <laughs> You got Atkins State Comptroller. Let's hear it for the real Comptroller. <laughs> that wasn't one of his lines, though. But it was about him. <laughs> we'll count it. <laughs> Mary Bailey, the governor of Springfield. When Burns was running for governor. I'm a Bailey booster. <laughs> Again, I guess about her. Yeah, well, she didn't say anything fun. Rich Bald T. Barlow. Radio show talk host, host. and Fox News anchor. Take it away, Garth. Oh, Jesus. Give us a line. Give us a famous birch ball T-Bala world. All right, all right. So oh, I've got here a man in prison for a crime he didn't even commit. Uh, <laughs> Attempted murder. What is that? Dad, how can you listen to this guy? He just reaches me. I feel I understand this guy. And it cuts to him and he's fat and eating donuts. Did you look at the episode it was from? I did have to, yes. Because yeah. I'm like, which Fox guy? Oh, that's right. He's just the, you know, that horrible right wing guy. Oh, uh, you know Jasper. Beardley. <laughs> Beardley's his last name? That's genius. Yeah. <laughs> Says Bart the General was his first episode. Settle down. 
Sidewalks for regular walking, not that fancy walking. <laughs> oh, when he gets his beard caught in the sharpener. Benjamin, Douglas, and Gary, Springfield University students. Yeah, they're the uh, nerds. They're the nerds when Homer goes to college, yeah. <laughs> what exactly makes it Astro Lemonade? <laughs> Look, I didn't want to make a whole thing out of this. <laughs> I left my retainer in the dishwasher. Bill and Marty, <laughs> I believe we have a wiener. Hot dog, we have a wiener. Aren't we essentially Bill and Marty? We really are. <laughs> I think I'm Marty. Well, Bill is close to Ben. <laughs> there we are, that works out well. <clears throat> Blinky. The three-eyed fish. No lines, unfortunately. Yeah, do you know who does the voice? No one. Yeah. I love characters like that because Maggie is the same where there's no real voice. They've given Maggie a voice every now and then. They did the- have, she's had two lines. One when they said, I hope you never talk. And she goes, daddy. And then at the end of the movie in the credits when she says sequel. And there is another time where she gives a speech as Jodie Foster. Oh, when she's older though. No, no, it was a Halloween thing, I want to say. I don't know if it was a Halloween one, but it was a Halloween-like thing. They did three little stories. Oh, and I think James Earl Jones <clears throat> or an imitator did her when she was an alien. This is indeed yes. a strange world. Yes, in the Treehouse of Horror. Which they don't really count, right? But aside <laughs> from that, nobody does her voice. Because Homer, like the guy who does the voice of him, can go, yeah, yeah, that's me. But no one can claim Maggie. Which Maggie's just Maggie. And same with Blinky. Blinky's just Blinky. And I do want to point out that we are borderline on you know when people talk about Star Wars or Star Trek well technically in that episode mm-hmm. Captain Kirk yeah uh, we are gonna borderline the whole way through with this kind of nerd fetish you got blue haired lawyer oh that's Mr. Burns's lawyer you would think that they would have given that character a name by now I always thought he was just called Burns's lawyer yeah cause he's just seen as the good lawyer yeah. Lionel Hutz is the one who always loses he's the guy who always, always wins. wins like you want blue haired lawyer to represent you he's the best don't get Lionel Hutz if you're ever in <laughs> Springfield. Oh, <laughs> uh, where are my manners? Would you like some coffee? I'll have some coffee. Want it black, don't you? Black like your heart! I hate you all so damn much! <laughs> then they have Booberella. What? You don't know Booberella? Oh, yeah, um, Elvira. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a... And the name's sort of a play on Barbarella. It, yeah, is, it is essentially Elvira, though. Yeah, more scary things <clears throat> and my boobs! <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think I've seen much Elvira stuff, because that's before my time. Well, she used to host horror films just like that, but she also had her own film. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. It didn't... It wasn't that great. Yeah, no, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed it was before my time when I watched it. I went, oh, this is old and I don't like it. <laughs> well, it's like cheese TV and stuff like that. There'd be the person who hosts the cartoon show. That's what she did, but late night for horror films. Do they even do that these days where they have a show that presents other shows? I don't know. Because that was like a thing. It's like the Krusty the Clown show. Oh my God, everything relates to the Simpsons. Because they show Itchy and Scratchy. So that would be cool if we could have a show and then there was this kick-ass cartoon that just played in the middle of it. So everyone watches it and thinks we're cool because we play that show. It's how you brainwash kids. I don't even have to make the cartoon. But I can have an opinion on it because it's on my show. That's right, kids. I'm giving this to you. <laughs> what a great man. Oh, the cheese TV guys. Because, okay, there's toasted TV. And <clears throat> before that, you kids won't remember, but there was cheese TV, which was two dudes. One wore a hat. One had longer hair. The guy with the hat got his own late night show. Oh, really? It lasted maybe an episode because he got balls high and everyone was off their face. And oh. he's there like, 
blah, blah. <laughs> the, the person who he's interviewing doesn't know what he's saying and he's just so they're just like alright that's the end of that and that was the end of his career that's what you get for killing aggro <laughs> well there was aggro's cartoon connection that was the first one of those I remember seeing me too but then we all started changing over to cheese tv and aggro's cartoon connection disappeared because that was channel 7 cheese tv with 10 I want to say yeah yeah whack when those channels were like real things they may as well not exist now is what I'm saying do you know Wendell Borton Wendell he's the black kid no isn't he the kid oh, no, who th- throws up all the time oh that's right yeah Lewis is who I'm thinking of a uh, very pale hey Wendell buddy you made it and slaps him on the back and then yeah. yeah there he is yeah good old Wendell the pale kid who's always being sick all the time has squiggly hair if I was to be a Simpsons character that's probably <clears throat> what I'd look like <laughs> Jacqueline Bouvier Marge's mum yeah think of a funny line she said <laughs> at the risk of losing my voice I just want to say you never do anything right I'll take it <laughs> we can probably couple these next two together Patty and Selma <laughs> yeah <laughs> the evil twin sisters yeah. of Marge some days we don't let the line move at all we call those weekdays because <laughs> they work at the DMV aka Queensland Transport comedy writers are never kind to the DMV in America it's not, not as many Queensland Transport jokes out though well because it's only Queensland Australia was smart every different state has a different one so there's no override you can't just say the DMV that'll immune us to comedians that's exactly right that'll make it <laughs> local only I got this great Queensland Transport joke only problem is only works in Queensland <laughs> I have a really good RACQ joke and it really pisses me off that I don't know what they're called elsewhere see that's how they do it with Prime Ministers here too every time you write a bunch of good jokes they change the Prime Minister on you <laughs> it's just keep shifting chairs it's really politicians versus comedians at yeah. all times whenever they do something they're like well what are the comedians <clears throat> going to do about this <laughs> quick rename it <laughs> now your joke doesn't make sense <laughs> oh you're talking about Tony Abbott we already fixed that oh you just started Malcolm Turnbull oh we've got some other guy as soon as you find out his name we're going to shift again <laughs> you know he's the current Prime Minister of Australia who? The other guy. I want to say Scott Morris. Who is... I bet Wikipedia doesn't have this uh, up to date. Because who can keep it up? He'll probably still say Tony Abbott. Called it. I've never seen that guy before in my life. Scott Morrison. There you go. Did you hear they're ousting him soon? Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Not really, but you'd believe it, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. (laughs) At no point did I think you were being sarcastic there. There was no skepticism whatsoever. It's a constant true, because Mm -hmm. no matter who's prime minister, they are trying to oust him. This is Australia. We don't like who's in charge. Everyone wants to be in charge, and then you get in charge, and everyone's like, you're a dick. It's the only country where your concession speeches, and to the people who lost, don't worry, you'll get your turn soon. Exactly. Just give me a couple of months and then it's all yours. I just want to go. Let me have a turn. It's musical chairs. Hey, Ben, we're being political. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. I just figure if they change it enough times, eventually I'm going to get a turn. Exactly. Everyone gets a go. This is Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Kent Brockman. How do you know we're live? Penis. That is one of your favorite quotes. You do like saying that in front of a microphone. It's true. Every video that we've ever recorded, I think I've somehow snuck that onto the audio. Six out of every seven recordings that we do of Wiki Review start with you doing that. <laughs> it's 
true. I'm, I'm going to edit it out and then go, hello, this Wookiee review. It's a compulsion. You click record and go, and we are live. How do we do this? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. The bumblebee man. Ay, chihuahua. <laughs> Does that mean, ouch, my chihuahua? Yeah. He just says Spanish words. <laughs> Not meant to make sense. Oh, the stomach echo. He wants that corn so bad. <laughs> I like it because you look at that show and you don't really understand the premise of it. There's a guy in a bumblebee suit <laughs> who's doing stuff and you're like, what? That's just, I imagine that's what Mexican TV's <clears throat> like in America. <clears throat> like you don't really get what's happening. <laughs> Though I do think it is a genius idea because we do our little sketches for YouTube. Let's say we're in bee suits while we're doing it. Doesn't it make everything we do a million times more interesting? That's clickbait right there. Why are they in bee suits? And the fact that we never address it or it's not even important? No, that's that's just how they dress. Things you wouldn't want to hear from a bee doctor. And we're just bees with doctor's coats on. And we just say doctor jokes, but we're bees. Because you wouldn't want to hear that from a bee doctor. There's not much you would want to hear from a bee doctor. You'd be like, can I get a real doctor, please? I hope you're not allergic to bees. Charles Montgomery Burns. Excellent. Like I said, the best character they have. The capital city goofball. <laughs> he was first in Dance in Homer, which that isn't a surprise. Yeah, that was a great one. One uh, of the earliest episodes. Carl Carlson. <laughs> I love that that's Carl's last name. And Lenny Lennison. <laughs> you reckon they just like jam that out in two minutes though? I think he was called Carl for the longest time. <coughs> and they're like, we need to give a name to him. That was in the flashback episode when they were kids. Because they still have Lou and Eddie. I don't think they've given them last names yet. No. I think they've made a deal if not. Yeah. I'm like Cher. That's right. You got the crazy cat lady. <laughs> Which she's another great character. My mm. mom is known as the crazy dog lady. Because that's what she's like. Not at the moment, but for the longest period of time, she's always had like four border collies. And they're always just running around while she yells at them. So any neighbor that looks across just sees this woman with these dogs jumping up and around her while she's going, What are you doing? Get down there! I'm not there! <laughs> So your mom seems like she'd be one of those people who always likes to have lots of animals around. Yeah. Because you sort of had the chicken farm growing up and then she has a sheep and... And dogs. Apparently and... 200 dogs as well. Yes. <laughs> if she threw a dog, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> she doesn't got like birds and lizards and cats and shit around her, she? And no, like she... A, a weird goat, just like one. We had a goat. We you did. You found it, didn't you? No, no, we bought a goat because we had a lot of thistles on the farm. But it then thought it was a sheep and just hung out with the sheep. And, and wouldn't she... eat the thistles wouldn't eat the thistles just ate grass so now it's a rug <laughs> really yeah it's a really nice rug wow it really should have eaten those thistles it really should have yeah <laughs> i just love how blase you say these things though <laughs> just like it wouldn't eat the thistles so we turned it into a rug well it's a really nice rug i mean oh. you've heard about cashmere that comes from goats <laughs> It's really silky and nice. I think, like, other kids might be a little traumatized by having their pets, like, skinned and turned into a rug. <laughs> that they just sit down watching TV. Like, I can just imagine, like, my cat just spread out, like, <laughs> a little floor mat thing. Little <laughs> it's like a little doormat that you wipe your feet, feet on. when you walk in. And I'm just sitting there watching TV while his eyes are just staring yeah. back up at me. And I go, hey, buddy, remember when I used to feed you? <laughs> Told you to catch that mouse. That's right. You didn't want to catch mice. All right. Well, now you can warm my feet. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to piss you off anytime soon. <laughs> like, we'll discontinue the podcast and you'll just be like, oh, well, Ben, you're a rug now. now. Ben, you're supposed to be a podcast, buddy. If you don't podcast. What's the point of you? I'm not saying I'll kill you. I'm just saying I know how to skin and tan you. <laughs>
I love doing these little exercises. It lets me know that, no, you were in a messed up situation. Like, that is the problem. I walk around going, what's wrong with me? Why am I so different? Oh, okay. Thank you for pointing out what average is. I don't remember everything that we say in episodes, but some things just stick with me. I think that's going to be one of them. <laughs> that something's going to keep you up at night. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fucked up. <laughs> Whereas I never actually, this is surprising to me because I'm like, is it? Oh uh, yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> you have Gary Chalmers. Class after class of ugly children. Well, I really don't see how the children's appearance is relevant. Skinner! I don't know why they called him Gary Chalmers and didn't call him by his title Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> Hi, Principal Skinner. Hi, Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> Which that was one of my favorite Ralph Wiggum quotes. Ralph has some great quotes. Have you heard of the band Bloodhound Gang? Yes. They do a song called Ralph Wiggum, which is an entire song made up of Ralph Wiggum quotes. That's awesome. Everything about that makes me happy. Yeah. It's good because the first time I listened to it, you just listening going like, oh, that sounds like quotes from Ralph. And then as it's going, you're like, oh my God, they're doing this for the whole song. This is awesome. <laughs> but you think, oh, is this like an opening bit? Yeah. No, they're just going for it. Sweet. The chorus is Imanetniage. Which technically, yeah, he did sing that. He was in the, what was the name of the band? The boy band. Oh, I can't remember what the, it was The Join the Navy band. The, ah, uh, crap. That's going to bug me. It's something about joining the Navy. Oh, I want to be able to get this before you find out. New kids on the, oh no, that's the party posse. Yeah, they were that the party the posse. That's it. Yeah. I was way off. Well, I know one of the <laughs> lyrics in it is from that episode as well, which is, I'm a pop sensation. <laughs> so my doctor said if I wouldn't have so many nosebleeds if I kept my damn finger out of there. <laughs> Charlie, Springfield nuclear power plant employee. First episode was in Life on the Fast Lane. Who's Charlie? Because I know I'd know him as soon as I see him. It's just someone that Homer yells to. Like, hey, Charlie. What about Chase? Chase Pyro. Oh, uh, yeah. The American Gladiator TV show guy that oh, goes yeah. out with uh, Milhouse's mm. mom. Yes. <laughs> Gyro. How many times I fought beside you in the octagon? Scott Christian. News co-anchor. Uh, Krusty a, gets busted. He's just a presenter, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Probably someone with Kent Brockman. Uh, who cares? Comic book guy. Don't know who that guy is either worst ever <laughs> worst <laughs> character ever I saw uh, Hank Hazaria do an interview <clears throat> and he said he based that on a real person he knew in college he was a guy who would talk like this and he had lists you're on my list he would say and he had a good list and a bad list <laughs> he put them up for people to know <laughs> what list they were on though I also heard that Mo the bartender was him doing an impression of Al Pacino so the voice might not be how the guy actually sounded for the comic book guy yeah maybe that's just what he can yeah. do that's his range <clears throat> well that's what I've always thought if you suck impressions then it means you can do voice work because if you try and do like Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's completely way off then it's like you just know how to do a tough guy now you are now McBain <laughs> a lot of characters go on the Simpsons as like you know who they are in real life McBain was early days when they're like we're doing Arnold Schwarzenegger and he ended up being his own guy they have episodes about him where he's essentially just Schwarzenegger-esque Mr. Costington you're 
Oh, wow, you got that. <laughs> Database. They're one of the kids in the geek group. Yeah, when they're going through all the nicknames. Where what was Bart's nickname? Cosmos. Cosmos, that's it. <laughs> what was the name of the group? We're team super friends or best friends or something. My name is Ham because I enjoy Ham Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who Declan Desmond is? That's voiced by Eric Idle. Yeah, was it the guy who did the documentary of all the Simpsons when they were still in school? Yeah, and then they grew up. Yeah. He'd been uh, in it before that, though, but I don't know what he'd done. Really? He's just a documentary guy. So my mom said I could have any birthday cake I want. I want a dinosaur birthday cake because then people will say, hey, Lenny, that's a real swell cake. It was at that moment I decided to stop wasting film on him. <laughs> <laughs> what about disco stew? Disco stew likes disco music. The one thing I love about disco stew is it seems that he was brought in for one joke and then just continued on as a character. We've already drawn him. Because it was where Homer had his rhinestone jacket, but he couldn't fit Disco Stud on there, so it said Disco Stew. Not to and say that Disco Stew didn't get his piece of the action. And then at this little sale thing, some guy walks by and goes, Hey, Disco Stew, you should get that. Disco Stew doesn't advertise. And then when he's doing the uh, 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 table five, table five. Hey, Disco Stew likes disco music. <laughs> and he's dancing to it. And he's the only one dancing. So that's the George Bush one where George Bush moves in next. That's time. right. Senior. Yeah, that was back when we didn't even know who George Bush Jr. was. Even though a cardboard cutout of him appears in the that's episode. Right. It's your son, George Bush Jr. and Jen Bush Jr. One who ended up being president and one who almost was, but was then Donald senator. Trump for some reason. Well, they figured that Jed Bush was probably Probably going to be the Republican candidate. Why not? But, Third time's a charm. Well, no one thought Donald Trump was actually going to be it. Well, they figured we gave it to the irresponsible Bush kid. Why not give it to the responsible one? No, no, no. Hold that. Hold that. What about this poorly tanned, weird head, fat mm. asshole millionaire guy? Let's <clears> do that. <throat> I like America in its consistency to make bad decisions. It doesn't miss a beat. See, I think Jed Bush said something along the lines of he's not the type of person you'd want to have a beer with, but the type of person who would drive you home after you you've had a beer. <laughs> yeah, like, he'll never get in. I'm like, you're probably the kind of a dork who like claps when the plane lands. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Whereas George Bush Jr., you got to hand it to him. That guy was cool. <laughs> he shouldn't have been running a country, but he was a cool dude. I'm saying if you were at a party and George Bush rocks up, you know you're in for a good time. I would love to party with that guy. He should not be in charge of anything, but you know, you'd have a great time. <laughs> he could have been way more crazy and done a lot worse and still not have been counted as the worst president. I know, right? Because Donald Trump trumped him very quickly. I love that his last name's Trump because he has trumped everyone. There are American presidents who have started civil wars. There are ones who have gone and done horrible things. He's somehow worse than all of them. They got Dolph. I always get the bullies mixed up. Dolph, oh, he's the one with the fringe. Yeah, well, my dad beat up three KFC employees and he'd been up for four days. (laughs) 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 Once again, a joke within a joke because he's really saying my dad's a meth head. Do you reckon he's named after Dolph Lundrum? Well, how many other Dolphs do you know? Which he's the guy who beat up Rocky in Rocky 3, I want to say. 4. 3 was Mr. T. Yeah, it was too. This is how I remember. 3 is T. So then who was 2? Because you had Apollo Creed. That was Apollo Creed again, but this time Rocky won. Oh, yeah. I haven't actually seen the movies. I'm just guessing. Oh, my God. How many are there? There's 
five, technically six, because they made a new one recently. But that one's called Rocky Balboa. And I feel I've fallen behind. Six is a lot to catch up on. Okay, I'll, I'll <clears throat> get you through it. It starts off, Rocky loses, but everyone loves that he tried. Number two, oh my God, this was successful. So let's do another one, but this time he wins. Number three, Mr. T. Does Dolph's- he beat Mr. T? Hell yeah. First he loses to him, then he comes back. And Mr. In the same movie. Because what took two movies before, because he got beaten by Apollo Creed, uh-huh. and then he beat Apollo Creed. And then the next one, they're just like, well, we'll do the beating, same formula, but we'll just put in one movie. Merge. Oh, yes. Because number three, he was the champion and Mr. T's name was Clubber Lang. Yeah, I know that. Everyone's got to have cool names in this. Apollo Creed, Rocky Balboa, Clubber Lang. And then I don't even know what Dolph's name was. I don't think it was cool though because you couldn't have cool Russians then. And that's the one where he goes to Russia to train because he's going to fight the Russian in Russia. So Dolph has all the technology and the steroids and Rocky goes out to the mountains and like does some like, oh, I'm an American so I don't have any money even though we're a better country or something. Mm -hmm. And then he beats him. And then number five, this kid with a mullet gets trained by Rocky. Yeah, and well, then wasn't there Creed as well? Oh, yeah, which, which he was in it as the trainer, so technically that counts. So there's like seven Rocky movies. Hell yeah. There's like basically the same amount of Rocky movies as there are Saw movies. I'd rather watch the Rockies. I'd probably uh, rather watch the Saw. They both have montages. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so does he beat the slab of meat? In the first one. Does he win? Well, yeah, he breaks its bones. There you go. Good. That's all <laughs> I needed to know. <laughs> That's it. And I'm done with my Rocky knowledge. Yeah, I know all the monumental scenes or the... What's the word I'm looking for? Cliché? Yeah. Where he goes up the stairs and... What I love is there's an actual statue at the top of those stairs of Rocky. They put a statue in there, which I believe they actually made the statue for the movie. But afterwards, they're like, just leave it there it's cool <laughs> it's in New Jersey or whatever there are people from there or Philadelphia I forget yeah it's Philadelphia there are actual boxers from there who were heavyweight champions but everyone celebrates this guy who didn't exist <laughs> <laughs> I am the tiger you got lunch lady Doris legend there's very little meat in these gym mats her first episode was Lisa's pony didn't know that when did you lose your passion for this job <laughs> <laughs> Duffman Duffman <laughs> Duff man can't breathe. Oh yeah. <laughs> this Reich will last for a thousand beers. I do this and I'm Jewish. <laughs> Eddie and Lou appear as one character. We've been going one at a time. And then, and you got then Eddie got- and Lou. Yeah, even Patty and Selma were separate characters. We motioned them together. Yeah, and they're done by different people. Harry Shear and Hank Azaria, which those guys do a lot on here. It's okay, Lou. It doesn't affect you. You're not human. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's another true... Like, Hank Azaria and Harry Shear. Like, how many voices can two people do? I don't know. I don't want to count. Yeah, we're not going to. Plus, they've probably been in other shows as well. Because they've voice actors. You know the funny thing I always think about Hank Azaria is, do you remember that horrible Godzilla movie? Yes. With Matthew Broderick in it? Yeah, he played a news camera guy in it. And when that movie came out, he was so sure like, oh my God, this is going to be a blockbuster. This is literally the biggest movie I've been attached to. I'm going to make it into this A-list. I'm going to be a big (laughs) Hollywood actor. Oh, the poor guy. (laughs) And then the movie flopped tremendously and it was sort of laughed off as this is crap and everything that's wrong with Hollywood and it was not his big break and he did not get famous from it at all. Aw, poor Hank. And that's it. You figure like Matthew Broderick, he'll be fine. He'll recover. But this was Hank Azaria's big shot all and he had. it sucked. Uh, back to the recording studio. I'm not allowed to see the light of day. Because they did think when they released that it was going to be a huge movie. Well, it's Godzilla. They hadn't done Godzilla since it was Godzilla originally. Of course it's going to be huge. I think that would be terrifying for me though. Imagine 
imagine we're involved in a big, huge hundred million dollar movie and through it, you're wearing these weird green suits with like ping pong balls on it. Yes. And they're going to put a super suit on you afterwards and you're flying through space and fighting people and you're doing stuff and the whole time thinking, oh my God, I hope this looks good. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to look like. Yeah. I just have to pray. You have no idea what your suit even looks like. Put your arm out. A cannon will appear on it. And you're like, there's a cannon on this thing? No one told me there was a cannon. I don't even know what this thing looks like. And then they go like, he doesn't know how to act. That suit he was wearing was so unbelievable. It's like he wasn't even wearing one. He doesn't even know how to act. But, <laughs> but they didn't even tell me. It's your job to ask them. <laughs> Someone walks up to you and they've got a huge stick with a tennis ball on the top. And they go, you're fighting that monster. Go. <laughs> Zoom, zoom. <laughs> what am I doing? I have no idea. <laughs> this is the reality of movies oh, these days. Well, even in the stuff that I have filmed that hasn't even been special effects-y. Because you work all day on set and you're just like, oh, I hope it looks good. <laughs> That's all you got is your hope. I hope that we can fix this later. It is nice that in making videos these days that that is an option. Back in the day, it's like we do it till we get it right. Did it look good on the film? No. Well, then we have to do it again. Now it's like, ah, oh, we'll fix that in editing. It'll be fine. Though I know you in particular overestimate what can be fixed in editing. <laughs> but I've seen your work. It's like the work of a desperate madman <laughs> trying to make me look half human. You do a great job. I'm known as one and done. I walk in. I said my lines. You put it together, Ben. One after the other with no pause in between. And you have to somehow make it different scenes in different parts of a house. Fat Tony, the mob boss. Fat Tony. You mean the mob only did me a favor in order to get something in return? I will say good day to you, sir. See, I do remember Fat Tony's first episode. It's when Bart could make a Manhattan. That's right. Which a Manhattan is actually a pretty good drink. But I only know how to make a wine spritzer. I think a Manhattan is kind of like the martini of scotches. Ooh, nice. Or whiskeys. It's a man's martini. A working man's martini. Which it is better than a martini, because who the hell likes gin or vodka? Then you go, we can probably bunch these four together. The Flanderers. Mod Ned. Something loves. I don't know. Is it yeah, geese love? Hens love no, roosters, geese, geese love ganders, everyone else loves Ned Flanders. Not me. Everyone who counts loves Ned Flanders. They only did one of those. Yeah, that's all you needed. <laughs> Come on, kids, let's go to church. We're not going to church today. Well, why the diddly not? Because it's Saturday. Oakley doakley do. <laughs> you couldn't do another one of those. I do like the Flanderses, though. <laughs> <laughs> they are a good family with their Christianness. And just that overprotectedness. It's hilarious. I think Ned Flanders' biggest episode that he's gotten is the one where his house gets knocked down. When he loses it? Yeah, and he goes crazy. Because that's where everyone's like, all right, that's cool. He's been holding this in. I remember that because they ask him, who annoys you the most? And then they go to call Homer. Yeah, that's And it. he's like, yellow. Who? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's great. Hey, I may be ugly and hate-filled, but uh, what was that third thing you said? Because he called him an ugly, hate-filled man. <laughs> No, but the Flanders are funny and the kids are funny. Although they didn't kill off Mod, we should probably mention that. Well, died. they didn't kill her off. She died, so they had to remove the character. No, she didn't die. She asked for too much money. What? No, the woman who did it died. Still alive. No, she totally died. Let's see. Maggie Roswell is who does the voice or who did the voice. Well, I don't see a death date anyway. It says she's aged. So, yeah, it looks Maybe like she's, she's still alive. alive. Can we go to her uh, Wikipedia page? Are you kidding me? 
I don't know. She looks pretty good to be dead. Well, that's why I thought age sixty five doesn't look bad for sixty five. Doing quite. I mean, she doesn't look great, but she's she sixty five in the photo. Oh, okay. But less impressed. Like that makes a difference. No, I'm pretty sure she asked for too much money, so they're just like, "No, we're going to kill your character instead." Oh my god, I was lied to. How did she not? She, you're supposed to be dead. You lying, no, the- greedy bitch. The character died. Okay, I retract my statement. They made it out like, oh, we had to do this thing. And they had another person do her voice for the one line. Because she asked for too much money. Which I do appreciate that the person who does like the... Like, we could technically do this whole show without you ever speaking. Yeah, whoever goes, we need more mod Flanders. Yeah, that's unnecessary. No, I need more money. Well, you know what? Screw you. We don't need you. Okay, I support their move. Meanwhile, Harry Shearer's right next to her like, bitch, do you know how much work I do? (laughs) And I do Ned Flanders. Look at those cast of characters. I do like half of them. Hank Azarius does the other half. Yeah, exactly. You've got like one bit character, which technically you don't even need to be in this. You're an afterthought. And all the females and some of the kids are done by Tresnick Neal. (laughs) Though I do like for Fat Tony though Going back up They got Joe Maganetta Who That is pretty much his voice It is That's just how he talks It's like they found an Italian guy And went Hey Can you just talk sinisterly For us for a second (laughs) Okay What do you need me to say That is perfect (laughs) Just keep being you And Rod and Todd Flanders are funny Iron helps us play Though I would hate to have them as kids I know right Would you rather have Bart and Lisa Or Rod and Todd If you had to have kids Well it depends Because Rod and Todd they would call the cops on you. That's the downside. But you could just leave them. So you could just tell them anything going, it's okay, I'm allowed to do this. Whereas Lisa is going to criticize you and undermine you. And at all times, she'll be smarter than you, but she can raise herself. Bart is just a liability. But he's fun. Whenever Homer's doing something stupid, Bart's there with him having the time of his life. Like sledding off the roof. He's in on that. The Rod and Todd are very similar to each other. They have no distinctive characteristics from each other. One's a little older. That's about it. So he's a little taller. Even their names are very similar. I met people who, they have twin girls. Sophia and like something that rhymes with Sophia. Never have kids whose names rhyme. That's how you know they turn up to be crazy. There's an interesting thing. Todd Flanders was in the show before Rod Flanders. Because it says Todd Flanders was in Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, which is the Christmas episode, which was the very first episode of The Simpsons. And they didn't have Rod Flanders until Call of the Simpsons. The seventh episode which is where they go camping but the Flanders can do it better that's right because they needed someone to match Lisa it's fun looking at things I haven't really thought about in like 30 years here's a character we can basically skip over French French I can't pronounce this I can see the word French French I'm just gonna spend the whole podcast saying it you just wanna (laughs) Francesca 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 I, I know the word I just can't get my lips around it for some reason I think it's pronounced Francesca Francesca Yeah that one Sideshow Bob's Italian wife Which I don't even remember this episode Vendetta Vendetta I make a like of my daddy Ah oh, that was the kid though What Bob, does Fran say? kill these people or something? Nothing of note <laughs> What about Frankie the Squealer? He's a trustworthy guy I just love squealing <laughs> I love something like that. It's Frankie the Squealer. I just love squealing. And his voice is done by Dan Cassinetti, which is the guy who does Homer. Makes also sense. does Earthworm Jim. Get out of here. Really? Yeah, Homer and Earthworm Jim have the same guy. That makes me feel strangely comforted. <laughs> it's like he's like Santa Claus, like look, making mm. sure we're looked after. If you ever watch the show, every now and then there is just a line or a squeak or a squeal that he makes that you're just like, Homer. A little of Homer slips into that performance he every can't now. Help it. Uh, Professor John Frank. Professor Frank. 
Professor Frank, make you laugh, make you think, likes to do the thing with the person. Oh, that monkey is gonna pay. Nine Glaben. Yeah, he's essentially Jerry Lewis in The Nutty Professor. Yeah, that's all he is. Someone saw that and thought that could be on The Simpsons. That would require some sort of re-bigulator, which Mm. is a concept so out of here, I wouldn't even begin to... (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. There was an episode where they were talking about the Itchy and Scratchy show, and he was the one who brought up that, and this character is clearly a ripoff of Jerry Lewis with the plagiarism and the... (laughs) And the annoying and the Glaben. People who don't know who Jerry Lewis is, Professor Frank. It's just that. It's exactly the same thing. In fact, we've mentioned this. I remember this earlier in the podcast. We have mentioned that Professor Frank's father was voiced by Jerry Lewis. That just, makes sense. Which, if you were like a famous person <laughs> and someone did an impression of you on their show, sooner or later, they better ask you on to do something, like to make it okay. Would well, you know I heard something interesting about the laws of that? If let's say we wanted to do something that had an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonator in there and we thought hey let's see if we can get the real guy to turn up so we contact him and go hey do you want to do this if he says no and we do the bit now it's now like a copyright infringement on his likeness but if we don't ask him and we just impersonate it then it's fine and it's just an impersonation so that's why a lot of shows just do lame impersonations even though you think they probably could have got the person well if we ask him and they say no then, then we, we can't. can't do it you got baby gerald ah the unibrow baby that's maggie's nemesis the evil one. You can tell he's evil. He's got a monobrow. Ginger Flanders. Oh, the lady from Vegas that married Flanders. Yeah, Flanders. Vegas uh, wife. That's a great one. Uh, Oakley. Oakley. Schmokley do. <laughs> and do you, Homer, take what? Married. You want to get married? Sure. Suck it to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> They came back in an episode too, didn't they? Yes. Gino Tawilliga, which you should have saved your quote for that. Yeah. Vendetta. There we are. Vendetta. It's just a mini Sideshow Bob. Yeah, it's Sideshow Bob's toddler son. Alice Glick. Oh, that's the old lady? Just one of the old ladies. Which one? She's the one who made Bart do those awful chores. Ah, yes. And then subjected him to iodine. Because it says her first episode is three men in a comic book. Right at the beginning. A whole quarter. One quarter. Gloria Jailbird. Voiced by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. How about that? Which is Elaine from Seinfeld. Or... Yes. Whatever her character's name is in Veep. (laughs) I think she's the Veep. Yeah, the main person. That's Snake's girlfriend. Which, you know what would be surprising? Foot massage. Snake's pregnant girlfriend. That's right, yes. Barney Gumble. (laughs) That's why you've been sculling coke leading up to that. (laughs) Getting ready, I saw... Here's my moment. He is a good character, Barney. Even though he just burps. (laughs) <laughs> and he's been there since the first episode. He has been. Yeah, he was just a, originally just a drunk guy. It turned out he's Homer's best friend. Genius. I do love that because there'll be someone in the background and sooner or later they'll give him a line, which means they then end up getting a name, which means they're then involved in an episode. And before you know it, they, they're a three-dimensional character. When before it was just, you know, that guy in the bar next to Homer. Because I wonder how long before he got Gumble. Because he would have just been Barney for a while. And he would have started, yeah, as drunk guy in bar. <gasps> I love this character. Isn't he great? Gil Gunderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gilly, is your buddy going to help him out? <laughs> Honey, you should have seen me. I almost had the... 
Oh, is that Frank? Oh, you told me it was over. No, don't put him on. Hey, Frank, how are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just the saddest human being on the planet. He's just, I'm a desperate salesman. Now, you want to get some uh, insurance on these Calicos? Because they'll just rust up on you like, shut up, Gil, shut up, you'll queer the deal. Because his first episode was Realty Bites, which was when Marge becomes... He wasn't a real estate salesman? That was his first, really? Apparently that was his first episode in 97. And I guess that character was so much fun that they decided (laughs) to keep putting it in. I think in the later seasons he gets his own episode, doesn't he? He does, where he lives with them for a while. Every character will eventually live with the Simpsons. Everyone's been there. (laughs) Didn't they have like a wall of fame or something? (laughs) They should. The Happy Little Elves, I can't believe that makes it as a character. That's just like one episode that's what the Simpsons watched because Maggie likes it. Yeah, but they've been there since the first episode. That's true. Yeah, with the babysitter bandit. Judge Judy. I mean, Judge Constance Harm. <laughs> yeah, it's just Judge Judy. Oh, it's wait, your- no. Oh. It wasn't voiced by Judge Judy. It was voiced by Malcolm's mom. Yeah, which makes kind of sense. Yeah, it does sound like her. Because it is kind of a parody of that character, too. Because if anything, Lois in Malcolm in the Middle is probably a parody of Judge Judy. <laughs> Same attitude. Herman Herman. Oh, the, the one guy armed. with one arm. <laughs> He helps Bart and Bart the general. Did you lose your arm in the war? Let's just say the next time your teacher tells you to keep your arm inside the vehicle, you do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't lose my arm in the war. I did something stupid. Shut up. (laughs) Which he's just become their conspiracy nut character now. But like, I grew up with guys like that. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, he's a comforting character to me. You are a guy like that. That's probably (laughs) the character you're most like in the show. The only difference is is you have two arms. (laughs) I'm one arm away from it. It's true. That's who I'm going to be when I'm older. I'll be Jasper crossed with Herman. (laughs) (laughs) If the world completely ended, I would go to your place going, look, I just assume you have some doomsday bunker. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Come on in, bro. (laughs) I assumed you were coming. (laughs) Didn't you get my invite? I mailed it to you. You got Bernice Hibbert. Which is Dr. Hibbert's wife. Which is the next one. Dr. Julius Hibbert. Which it's annoying. (laughs) It's annoying that they say their spouses first because they're not as funny. Bernice Hibbert is not as good as Dr. Hibbert. And uh, it took a whole year until she came out after him. Though I wonder how much they use Dr. Hibbert now. Because isn't Dr. Hibbert a parody of Bill Cosby? Yeah. He does wear the Cosby sweaters. So they're going to have a thing where Dr. Hibbert goes to jail for raping a bunch of people? Yeah, that doesn't sound very Simpson-y. <laughs> Sounds more family guy. That is more a family guy thing. Which we haven't really talked about that. You have Simpsons, Family Guy, King of the Hill, South Park. They all sort of get compared together. Do you think that Family Guy is essentially a knockoff of the Simpsons? Like I said, the same formula in that it's a family with mm. a son, a daughter, a baby. The same as dinosaurs. But that's the same as most sitcoms. It's just when cartoons were mirrored off sitcoms. It was the Cosby show. It was. Married with children. Yep, without the baby. Yeah. Well, they had a kid later. Though all of those shows are better than Brady Bunch. Too many kids, that's the problem. But then you had, yeah, what, Step by Step? (laughs) Oh, I'm testing you kids now. If you don't know what I'm talking about... In fact, that is something I did want to say. Younger kids don't watch The Simpsons. Everything we've just said, they're like, this is just a bunch of gibberish. They're saying a name. They're saying a line in some stupid voice. And we're supposed to find that funny. I remember the first time hanging out with people and I'm like, yeah, I like The Simpsons. And they're like, oh, we don't watch The Simpsons. And it was such a foreign concept to not watch The Simpsons that I didn't even 
even get it. See, I didn't know kids that didn't watch The Simpsons. I only knew kids that weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Which, isn't that weird? Yeah, I was like, why? It's not that bad. Like, I couldn't understand it. When you actually <clears throat> look at it, the fathers are drunk, which as a kid, I, you know, thank you, something we can relate to. And they're constantly talking about sex, but it's done in a very like, well, you know, the kids can relate, understand this and it's okay. And they don't really pick up on it. I remember a teacher <clears throat> in primary school would not let kids say dough. I had that same sort of thing. Or Simpson quotes in general, mm. she didn't like. But you say dough. I mean, there are so many worse things <clears throat> we could say. That's a great thing for kids to say. At least I'm not saying fuck well, would that make you happy stupid if you did? bitch yeah. <laughs> yeah you happy now uh. <laughs> don't don't say that Fuck! That's better. Though I know parents have weird censorship. It mm. seems to have no logic whatsoever. My parents, violence of any nature is okay. And it always has been. Doesn't matter. Sex? No. Yeah, my dad is exactly the same. And I don't think it's to do with, like, you shouldn't see that. It's more just an uncomfortableness. Because, you yeah, you're <laughs> sitting there, you're watching the movie. Some guy just killed a whole bunch of people and there's blood and guts everywhere. And you're like, yeah, showed him. And they're like, yeah. And then, like, a guy starts kissing a girl and it's like... Oh god, I'm in this room with my father right now. This is so awkward. And you know he's sitting there like, oh god, this is awkward. I remember when I was a young kid, I would watch movies with my dad, where there were these horror movies where people were getting like ripped to shreds by monsters. And then a girl would come and she would have like her boobs out, and my dad would physically cover my eyes. That's the thing. It's and he's like, look, the gore's fine, but those tits, no. <laughs> it's all backwards. <laughs> Maybe he's just a new age man. He understands the objective of women. But I know, I used to like seeing horror movies as kids. I was glad that I was desensitized to it as a young age. Because I'd be embarrassed still being scared by horror movies. Because that's weird when people are like freaked out by that. And you're like, mm. why? It's a stupid movie. In fact, you're laughing at it. Like, look how fake it is. You can see the fake blood and you, oh, look, it's a mask. And then they're like, I can't sleep tonight. Why? I remember as a kid, I loved the movie Gremlins. And then later in life found out that it was meant to be a horror movie. <laughs> Still this day, I look at it, though, and go, that's not a horror movie. <laughs> is it? I wouldn't have thought so. Like, I can see why people would say that, but it's like a comedy, isn't it? It's a horror movie like Sharknado is a horror movie. <laughs> so it'd be fun to make a Gremlins-like movie. You just need some creatures and you have these weird little puppets and they just cause mischief. Yeah, isn't that fun? I'm pretty sure those things in Men in <clears throat> Black, the aliens who drink mm -hmm. coffee and smoke, are based on Gremlins. Pretty much. They're Gremlins that have been stretched out. And skinned. <laughs> so what were we up to? Elizabeth Hoover. Ah, Lisa's teacher. My favorite quote from her is when they're showing their agriculture exhibits and she gets to Ralph's desk and he's got this brown paper bag with like a juice imprint on the side and flies buzzing around the top. He looks at her, he reaches for it. Don't open it, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived that. <laughs> no, I think her best line is after Mrs. Krabappel says to her, ah. you know, I have never heard the word in biggins until I moved to Springfield. I don't know says, why not. It's a perfectly crumulent word. <laughs> Cromulent is actually something that has the definition now. Like Simpsons introduced that into the lexicon. It means it means something, I guess. <laughs> it's a fine meaning word. It's a word that means it means a word. I guess it would mean plausible. Yeah. This is a cromulent podcast. It is. It's very cromulent. I have had people comment on our cromulinity. Though I often wonder, like, that joke was possibly thought of by a writer who was only on the Simpsons stuff for a little while. And then that would have been like a big hit line that's still possible 
plays today and they wouldn't make any money from it other than what they made for just turning up that day. That's probably what got them in the room. They got it out there and then they were just hoisted because it's a real tough gig to be in there. Yeah, I wonder what it would like being in the Simpsons writer's room. Probably be hard to keep up. It's like the Super Bowl of writer's teams. It's like a jock atmosphere where you got to know what you're doing. That's the dream of all writers to be able to keep up because they just burn through writers like you wouldn't believe. And they get a lot of writers from like Harvard, which that's always sounds weird to me that people would be like, I'm going to go do something creative at Harvard. Like if you got into Harvard, at least do a real subject. It's, it seems like a waste, doesn't it? If you're going to do like some artsy subject, do it at a shit university because you couldn't get into a good one. That's why you're doing arts. I think Conan O'Brien <clears throat> went to Harvard, which is surprising. Now next, Lionel Hutz. Possibly one of my favorite characters ever. Now he was voiced by Phil Hartman. God rest his well-presented, smutty, dark, dirty soul. Yeah, he also did Troy McClure. They have the exact same voice. You might remember him from <clears throat> such films as Me, Joe Blow <laughs> and Ali's Adventures Through the Windshield. They're characters that they don't do much these days. Well, because he's dead. Yeah, but they didn't get anyone to take his place. Phil Hartman, I loved as a comedian. <clears throat> he was one of the few people who said, I present myself as the clean white guy, but everything I say is just so horrific. Did you ever see news radio? Yes. That was Phil Hartman at his most Phil Hartman-y, where he's this, hi, I'm on radio. But anytime he ever talks about his childhood, it's just like messed up world where only a really decrepit parent could turn you into this. You know, he was originally meant to do the voice of Zap Brannigan in Futurama. Oh, that would have been the best. They got Billy West to do it eventually and he just did like a Phil Hartman impersonation because he remembered talking to him about the character and just like what he was going to do and it was something like that and he's just like, well, I'm just going to do that for him. So it would have sounded basically the same essentially. Uh, But Phil Hartman, oh, what a Mm. great man. <laughs> Speaking of like their spin-off shows, have you heard of the new one, Disenchantment? No. What? It's Matt Groening's new project. It's got a season out. It comes out on, I want to say Netflix. Is it a cartoon? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Disenchantment. It's sort of a medieval Lord of the Ringsy, Game of Thronesy sort of thing. Ah, oh, cool. Sort of pastorama. Okay, cool. Oh, we forgot about Matt Groening's other great spin-off, The Critic. Yes, with John Lovitz. That was a great show. It stinks. Yeah. (laughs) Rather than describe how horrible this movie is, I've devised a system that tells you which disease I'd rather have than watch this film. And this one comes under kidney disorder. So we've just had a complaint from the Kidney Disorder Foundation. Uh, That only ran for one season, didn't it? Yeah, it didn't last very long, but it was great. He got a cameo on The Simpsons, though. (laughs) Then at the end, if you ever want to come on my show, (laughs) nah, we won't be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a shame, because he could have really used it. He really could have. That was a great one. And far more successful than his original cartoon. What was it called? Fopsy or something? A rabbit with one ear? Life in Hell. Wasn't that a comic book series? Yes. That's originally what he was going to sell to them, but then he found out he wouldn't get the merchandising rights. Yeah. So he's just like, I don't want to lose the merchandising rights on this one-eared rabbit. It's a gold mine! Yeah, the Simpsons. They can have the merchandising right to that. That's useless. <laughs> Dumbass. If you see that, all his little cartoons that he drew have so many little background details, and that's exactly how they do the Simpsons like whenever they fade through like a wall or something there's always like a skeleton or like treasure just waiting to be found there's always the little background details that he likes to add in I like that but no disenchantment's alright you should check it out if you like that stuff dude I think we're gonna run out of time before we get through these characters yeah we're up to like we've got like a quarter of the list who's the last person down Kearney Kearney he's got two Z's at the end of his name Kearney Zizzwick Zizzwick 
He's clearly Polish. And Artie Ziff, which is another John Lovitz <laughs> character. I love John Lovitz. See, they get the best of everyone on this. John Lovitz has done a few characters on it. Because he did the guy who was doing a streetcar. <laughs> Named Desire. He was the critic. He was Artie Ziff. And who was the other one? The art guy who liked Marge's paintings of Ringo Starr. That's right. Because they had a scene where they were all in Moe's bar. Hello, handsome. <laughs> which is just a John Lovitz line. <laughs> they just let him be him. <laughs> I don't oh. mind John Lovitz. Did you ever see his character, The Liar? No. Where it's oh, just the, a, yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. <laughs> uh, yes, that was genius. He was so good at it. I just want to point out another one that's very much me, Cletus. Cletus. Yeah, that is you. Because some folks will never lose a toe, and then again, some focal. Like Cletus, the slack jaw yokel. <laughs> that one was an ongoing <laughs> joke in my family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ma! Get off the dang roof <laughs> And we thought that was funny Not realising just how horrible of people we are <laughs> You know his first episode was Bart gets an elephant Oh look at that crazy old critter over there <laughs> So again probably another character that was introduced just because of one joke <laughs> Like we would have gone to the trouble of drawing him and voicing him All the characters are just one dimensional stereotype over the top Then they just give them these backgrounds And they got Waylon Smithers here Which interesting trivia fact about him He was black in the first season. He was. And somehow he whitened up. Because I guess you couldn't have a black servant boy for an old yes. white man. And then make him gay on top. Yeah, <clears throat> that's too many things. <laughs> Which he could have just been tanned, I guess. They could have gotten away with that by saying he was tanned. We can't go any further without mentioning, as comedians, Krusty the Clown. Ah, yes. My idol. When he's on one of the TV <clears throat> shows, his <clears throat> subtitle Krusty the Clown. Embittered comedy legend. <laughs> that is my goal in life. To yes. somehow be on some show which has me underscored titled as embittered comedy legend. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just want to sell a bunch of shit with wiki review stamped on it. Exactly. I don't care about the quality. <laughs> just here's the absolute everything you need to know about someone who's been in show business way too long. <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> what? That joke's terrible! Uh, no, I'm not doing that. Or that. Keep going. Okay, the, hey, hey, I'm back. <laughs> Without missing a beat, like he doesn't give a crap. <laughs> You know, I did price out the idea of getting Humidor and Wiki Review merchandise. Really? It turns out way too expensive. There's yeah. no way I'm making my money back on that at all. We're going to have to do something pretty horrible <clears throat> to make people want to buy those shirts. <laughs> no, probably nothing as good as shirts. It would be like bottle openers and keychains. Oh, dear God. Like, I mean, like, I'd have to set you on fire. You get a coaster. <laughs> get a Ben Set on Fire coaster at Wiki Review. You can get watches too, but that is way out of our price range. And who wears watches anymore? Especially cheap ones. I know, you have a phone. You're listening to this podcast on your phone. The only people who wear watches are people who are trying to show off that they have money so they spend like way too much on a device that they don't use because <laughs> they have a phone that's more accurate in time. I like essentially that we've gone back to the pocket watch now. We have, haven't we? Because when people want to check the time, they take it out of their pocket, they check it. You remember G-chains that people had attached to their wallet? They should bring that out for phones. Is that a thing? No, it's not. Well, it should be, like the pocket watch. <laughs> Why isn't that a thing? <gasps> if you guys want to buy a G-chain, because I don't know what to call them yet for pocket watches. Uh, Humidor G-Chain. Let us know and we'll get you a chain. For pocket watches? Well, for the phone. You have to attach it somehow. That's their problem. <laughs> We're just going to buy chains and send it on to you. Buy chains. At an inflated price. Exactly. Who doesn't want a chain? So I won't say Humidor anywhere. You just, it just is. Mm. I've been to a lot of different <clears throat> hardware stores in my time. There was a place called the Chain Shop. They sold chains. Yeah, that's obviously what they do. But on their sign out the front, Chain Store, all of your chains needs. We also sell ball bearings. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's awesome. Is that the funniest? Hey guys, guess what we've moved into? <laughs> so if I went in there and asked for rope, am I going to get like a dirty look? Oh yeah. Like what do you need rope for? Chains, you're going to get a dirty look followed by a really long speech about the superiority of chains. <laughs> Ropes got nothing on chains, mate. One match, that rope's useless, mate. What are you going to do, huh? Get a chain, mate. It'll bear the weight, mate. <laughs> See the links, they hold it together. Rope doesn't give you that. That's right. Yeah, I think we've done everything we can possibly cram into one episode. Yeah, we'd have to do like a part two, three, four, and five on this. We will be back. This is, <laughs> you've heard us talk nonstop. We've just mentioned every single character we've mentioned we've known. I'm proud of that. I was hoping to be tested. I have, and I've come out successful. And they have a whole section on the Halloween episodes that we didn't go into. I love those. And there's a whole controversy section. There's a whole thing going on here. They've been on for so long. Though if you do want to hear us talk more about The Simpsons, listen to literally every other episode of Wiki Review. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we will touch this topic again. Next episode, we're going to do The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be the laziest pick, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have to record it. We just cut out the bits we've already said. <laughs> we could fill an entire episode with clips. A clip show. I don't think you can do clip shows in podcasts, though, because they can download them all anytime. Yeah, but you can download every episode of The Simpsons. They still do clip shows. Yeah, but you couldn't when they started doing clip shows. That's true. Now they grandfathered it in, it's fine. Now, all we have to do is come up with a loose premise, like you're coming out of a coma or something, and I'm like, I wonder what Ben's thinking about, and then it cuts back to us talking about The Matrix. Alright, so what Simpson-related rating would you give this page, then? Well, you know I love The Simpsons. If that's not abundantly clear by now, it's an institution. We grew up with this, so regardless of anything, it gets the top score. I'm sorry, I have to rate this a Krusty the Clown out of a possible Cletus. That is beyond perfect. I love The Simpsons. It's one of those shows we've said, you know, shows should end after a while. It should never end. Never. Replace the voices. I don't care. You guys keep doing what you're doing because it makes me feel safer knowing that The Simpsons are out there. Because they could replace the voices very easily like they do with Bugs Bunny. I haven't listened to the last, what, five seasons because I haven't had it available to me. But I like that it's out there and if they came back with different voices. I mean, the voices are different. If you listen to Homer in the first season, he sounds completely different. Homer actually has a joke in one of the episodes where he's like, do you remember when we first moved in here and I sounded like this? <laughs> yes. Which um. Family Guy even did a similar thing with uh, going back in time and they look through the window of them in their first episode. Like, what's wrong with us? Why does Meg sound weird? I don't know. She kind of sounds like a girl who's about to let go a really good opportunity. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a different voice actress. Yeah, Laura Linney, I think, was the... Yeah, and then you see who replaced her and how successful she is now. Yeah, because I remember there was an episode where Lois was getting angry at Peter for something and Peter's like, you better watch your mouth or I'll fire you. He's like, you wouldn't dare. He's like, Laura Linney, I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Mila Kunis, who replaced her, yeah. is now like amazingly successful. Probably not related to Family Guy. Probably in spite of Family Guy. Probably Which, more 70s show. I was watching Family Guy though. She doesn't appear in many episodes. You can see Meg the character around the house, but if you actually watch that character and see she's in episodes where she doesn't say a single line. Okay, so that's what I thought of it. Ben, what did you think? I'll give my rating out of 
I'll give it out of 1989 because that's when Thanks. the first episode started. I also would like to give it a perfect one of 1989 out of 1989. But then I remember that that was when Taylor Swift was born. And that oh. reminds me. Well, that was what her album was called. Oh, really? Yeah, that bummed me out when I found out because I was like, my brother was born in that year. That's and I think of him being Taylor Swift and I'm like, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right at all. That's going to happen more and more as life goes on, dude. Yeah, but she's phenomenally more successful than we will ever be. And apparently also younger than us. She was almost born in the 90s. Prick. So I got a minus at least two points for that. Jesus. So 19's fault. (laughs) You can make it 1991. They should have started another year later. (laughs) I don't like knowing that it and Taylor Swift are the same age. We didn't know. (laughs) Not very inventive of her. What should I call my album? Hey, when were you born? 1989. We got an album title. What does she know about that year? Before that, I nothinged her. After that, I hated her. (laughs) I remember I was about five. I got this chill through my entire body. Everyone's like, Garth, are you okay? I don't know. What happened? Not sure. But we're going to find out. It's also like I hate Biggie Smalls because didn't he die at like 22? He did way more before he died than me. And he was only 22. And in really bad shape. Coco Bang died at 27. It's like, they're all younger than me. Yeah, the Jesus age. There's a whole bunch that are I thought that age. 33 was the Jesus <clears throat> age. When did Jim Morrison die? I don't know. There's a famous age. I think it's like 27 or something. That They all call it the Jesus age because that's when everyone who's cool dies. We overshot. And so we're not cool because we're still alive. We're here to tell the story. So if you could be granted retrospectively, you would be the most famous person on the planet, but you would have died at 27. Yeah. You'd take it? I'd take it. Like when you say famous, you mean like all the good stuff that comes with fame? Yeah. And I'd be probably sick of it by then. I still have to go to work. Like, but I don't know if I'd take it because then I would have been dead for mumble mumble years. <laughs> <laughs> that's not you trying to hide your age. That's you hiding your, the fact you can't do maths. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. That'd be fine. Because I would have probably gotten some serious drug addiction, gotten over life, and I would have done everything worth doing. Right now, there's still so many things I haven't done because I'm broke and I spend all my time working. That sucks. <laughs> so you mean I wouldn't have had to work for mumble mumble years? <laughs> I've worked way longer than those people have lived. That's... Stupid. It would have been cool not to have a real job ever. I wish I could have gone from selling drugs to making rap albums. I'm just not good at either of those two things. Well, you see, you got to get rich or die trying. That's your problem. I would have died. I totally would have died. I would have got rich and died trying. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would have lost money. I would have put down the investment in the drugs and instantly got shot. (laughs) From the guy you bought them from. (laughs) The rap game takes another victim. (laughs) Okay, so I got rich or died trying. What's the next step? Pearly Gates. You just get up there, St. Peter looks at you like, uh, another one. Oh, you have to go to poor heaven. <laughs> you have to go to stupid, I thought I was going to be a cool drug dealer heaven. <laughs> it's just like heaven, but everyone else there is just annoying as you. All right, so what have we got to plug? We've got our humidor.com.au, which is where you find out about all the great humidor stuff. Well, you know where to get the podcast because you're listening to it, but wiki review. Rate on, and stuff. Yep. Five stars, please. It's on iTunes and or your preferred podcast providing app and you can also email the podcast at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com right in let us know what you think if you have a suggestion for an episode we're more than happy to do it we will pander to a single person we don't give a crap <laughs> I check that email quite a bit so you'll actually get a quick response from me or if you email that or if emails are for lame old people like us just hit us up on Facebook that's a young kid thing right just because your parents yeah. on it doesn't mean it's not cool <clears throat> and I'll hit you back I think I 
just so, sort of in, inadvertently made it a competition between us? <laughs> Who do people want to talk to, Ben? Young, hip, Garth or old-fashioned Ben? Yeah, you don't want to talk to old fuddy-duddy, younger-than-me Ben. You yeah. want to talk to the cool, hip guy. Bodacious. Radical. See, now you're making it really hard for me to give out the P.O. box. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you want to send us a telegram... <laughs> We do know Morse code. <laughs> beep, 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 Nice to hear from you. <laughs> hey, he likes the show. Yeah! <laughs> he wants us to do an episode on Morse code. Uh, uh, we'll do an episode in Morse code. <laughs> I don't think that would work somehow. Yeah, no, that's going to be really tiresome. We need like a translator. And how would people know if it's you or me? So we'd say, Ben said this. Garth did a noise. <laughs> yeah, how are we going to do your sound effects? Beep, 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 beep. That's the sound effect. There we go. <laughs> That's your sound effect for Morse code. Oddly, if we decoded, it's exactly the same thing. It just says Morse code <laughs> in Morse code. Ooh, the layers. This is like Inception. And we've also got our YouTube channel as well that you should definitely check out because we just had a little while ago mentioned it on the last episode. Was it the last episode we mentioned it on? I don't know. We mentioned episode, things all the time. Things you wouldn't want to hear from a doctor. It's really cool. We get to be doctors. Check it out. So so check the show notes and you can see all the links to our YouTube, Facebook, the website, everything we've got. It's all in there. Sweet. Cool. So I think that basically wraps us up for another episode of Wiki Review. And if you're interested in seeing some stand-up or some improv, I'm always doing shows around town. Hit me up on Facebook. I'll tell you where I'm going. All right. Well, I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. do 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 <laughs> the Gracie films <laughs> Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram and at humidor.com.au Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle All other music by Matt Graw Matt Graw